Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the program. Some interesting texts come through from that last conversation you and I had together talking about whether or not you we should see increased or enhanced penalties for violating the stop arm that comes down on a school bus when they're picking up kids. Three interesting texts. I'll read them to you. Thinking back on car studies, there are some that show we are roughly 100 times more likely to have a collision when in reverse than going forwards. We'll have to fact check that, but I do know that it is a precarious time when you're backing up. I've seen a good number of fender benders and much more severe than that. I've heard some absolutely devastatingly heartbreaking stories. Uh, next up, we should put spike arms on the buses. They can extend when the signs go out. That would teach them not to pass the bus. Spike arms. That sounds nice. That sounds like, I don't know, like gladiators. <clears throat> anyway, last text. Uh, I think this is a good one. I think that maybe after the second or third offense, folks should get jail time, not just community service. It is a serious, serious thing. Not sure if jail time is merited, but... It is something that we all need to take seriously. Maybe uh, raise the fines even higher. Who knows? We'll, we'll follow that throughout uh, its lifespan there up on Utah's Capitol Hill. I want to talk about another piece of legislation that uh, has been defeated up in Utah's Capitol Hill, but raises a fascinating uh, point of debate and discussion. I'd like to have that discussion with you. Let's go back to the 60s for a second. You ever heard of the name Kitty Genovese? Kitty Genovese was stabbed outside her apartment building in 1964 in Queens, New York. A short time after the murder, the New York Times published an article that claimed that 38 witnesses stood by, watched the attack happen, and did nothing. Now, years and years later, the New York Times refuted their own reporting and said that that number of 38 was uh, far uh, exaggerated. But what they did stand by was that there were individuals that uh, were overcome by what has come to be known as the bystander effect or Genovese syndrome. Where you find yourself the witness of a crime or the witness of something requiring uh, that the authorities be alerted and yet you do nothing. Well, there was a piece of legislation up on Utah's Capitol Hill sponsored by Minority Leader Brian King, uh, which would essentially... Uh, would have made it a, a crime to forego calling 911. Here's Representative King explaining his own bill. HB 104, Title 911 Responsibilities in an Emergency, is a bill that I've run for a couple of years uh, before now. And I've worked hard to listen to concerns that have been expressed by my colleagues here. Um, it involves a modest extension of current law 
that currently makes it a Class B misdemeanor to willfully fail to report abuse of a vulnerable adult or a child. Now, what does that term willful mean? It's, it's important, especially in legislation, to understand the definitions, the legal definitions that exist in statute when it comes to terms like willful or willful failure, as referenced by Representative King. Here he is explaining that very question. The, the model Utah jury instruction addresses what willful failure is when uh, what it means is to engage in certain conduct or cause a certain result with conscious objective. In other words, that individuals intentionally fail to call 911 when they know of a serious injury being caused by an accident or emergency. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Ultimately, this measure failed in the House, but let me share with you some of the arguments in favor, and then we'll go uh, to the winning arguments. Here's Representative Hutching speaking in favor of the measure. We have a situation in the state of Utah where I believe we've almost gone to gladiatorial times where somebody can witness a crime, a heinous crime, and you guys have seen them, they're all over the internet, where somebody can stand there, watch another person getting beat bloody and videotape the thing and post it on the internet and act like it's entertainment and just sit there and watch it happen and there's nothing, nothing that can occur. This piece of legislation comes not long after uh, a situation that occurred down in Florida. There was a group of teens taunting a drowning man while they filmed his death. They laughed as that man struggled to keep his head above water. That instance was used as a, an argument in favor of this measure. Those arguments in favor of the issue, of the issue uh, continued here with Representative Waldrop. I think there are significant guardrails in place and... and uh, that would protect the innocent, um, but create an avenue for uh, consequence for those who exhibit um, an absolutely horrific callousness to human life and welfare and and would have the ability with no danger to themselves um, to make a phone call. Do we bear the responsibility for calling 911 if we see a, com- a crime being committed by one individual against another? That is the heart of this piece of legislation. Uh, the supporters of the bill believe that, uh, yes, we do have a responsibility that is so great that it ought to be compelled by legal statute. And those who feel otherwise will get into their arguments here in a second. But I'm curious as to what you think. And if you wouldn't mind, please send me a text message. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to know your thoughts. I think, I think regardless of where you stand on the, the issue of this legislation, I think that we are all of the mind that we should, when we are uh, safely able to do so, call 911 and alert the authorities when we witness a crime being committed by one individual against another individual but the question is should that be a crime if we forego that responsibility and we do nothing here are the arguments 
against this piece of legislation. Representative Nelson from District 68 had this to say. The question is whether we mandate that moral duty by law. And, and that is a significant departure from our legal traditions in this country, where we typically criminalize uh, bad behavior, not, not innocent inaction. Do you remember the season finale or the series finale of Seinfeld? Uh, well, Representative Nielsen does. It, it's uh, it's analogous to the the final uh, Seinfeld episode. If any of you remember the the Seinfeld episode, where the stars of the show uh, observed somebody being mugged and they were thrown in jail for doing nothing. Well, in Seinfeld, it was humorous, but now when we try to transplant that that very law into our legal system, it becomes uh, it, it's no laughing matter. It becomes much more serious. Lastly, here's a fascinating point made by that same representative. He states his position that if we mandate good, we lose the innate good in our society. And my position is that the more we mandate goodness as a society, the more we lose innate goodness in society. Because we no longer act as a good Samaritan. We act as someone who is forced by law to be good. I agree with that point 100%. If you are compelled to do something, it is not something you do under your own free will and accord. And for something to contain sincerity and goodness, it ought to originate in our own heart and from and as guided uh, by our own moral compasses. So I am I'm pleased that this measure uh, met its demise in this way. I don't think that goodness ought be mandated, certainly not by the government. But at the same time, I do agree with Representative Brian King that we, if, find our, if we find ourselves to be the witness of a crime being committed by one against another, it is absolutely our moral duty to pick up the phone, alert the authorities, and do all is that all that is safely possible for us uh, to protect our fellow man. That's where I stand on that. Next up, we're going to be talking about a crazy, a wild story. If you're into true crime stories, stick around. Next, we've got something out of Tooele City that just, since it began in November, has absolutely just thrown twist after twist our way. Well, the authorities out in Tooele City have concluded their investigation. I will share with you their findings next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.